That's right back on the air. It's the Warning Track Podcast. The internet's... I like to think it's the internet's only college baseball podcast. Michigan State baseball in particular. Your host, Kyle Turk, alongside Tino Barca and Noah Go. Tino, how goes it? Goes well. Just getting ready for my IM softball game on Thursday. You, you have not played one yet? I have not played one yet. I think the game's started on Sunday. What's your What's your position? Are you an outfielder? No, you're an infielder. But an infielder. You're, you're like a Ryan King type, kind of undersized. Undersized, speedy. Maybe Altuve Get comparisons. The job done. I, I've yeah. heard I've heard Jose Altuve comparisons. I was gonna guess first base. But yeah. <laughs> Wait, is, is that where they put the bad players in softball? I yeah. thought it was catcher. No, it's. I thought you put the bad players I mean, catcher in softball. Right field. It's always right yeah. field. I Second think, base. I, I think the right field thing's overblown. It's Le- left out. Well, in softball, you need outfielders because everybody hits the ball in the air all the time. Yeah, left center. Like, uh, whatever. Noah Goat, how are you going? I'm doing well. Uh, can't complain. It wasn't. I don't think it snowed today, so that's true. It's the, a change. The weather has been absolutely dreadful in the uh, mid Michigan area over, gosh, the past. Couldn't even tell you how many days. It's probably been two weeks. Just about. It pretty much canceled the whole weekend of games nearly for Michigan State Baseball, who, uh, depending on if we get the other podcast before up, hopefully in your iTunes subscriptions, you'll go back and listen to the one that we were going to post but didn't. Uh, I think this is either episode five, episode six, one of the two. We'll figure that out later. But uh, some baseball games were played over the weekend, and it just so happened that Michigan State happened to win a few of these baseball games rather than lose them. Yeah, uh, oh, that's, that's, that's excellent stuff right there, guys. <laughs> so we'll listen. We'll t- catch you guys next week. Uh, Tino Barca, Noah Goad, and Kyle Turk here, ready to give you some well, more. I looked, at, I looked at Noah because he was the one in, in attendance. As, right. you, as you know, I was uh, covering the football game with you. Kyle. You're right. You're right. Well, well, I was yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about Nebraska. All right. Well, I missed the 17 to five smacking they had the other day, and I I. Uh, <laughs> I actually didn't even believe it was a. Uh, it was true when I looked at the box score the next day. It did seem like a fake score. I, yeah. I yeah. Uh, kind of kind of eye popping there. So missed that. Uh, Ryan, R- Ryan Rabinowitz, Rabinowitz was there. Will be with us later. Ryan Rabinowitz. Um, but did catch their uh their five to three victory on a Sunday against Nebraska, and they looked not bad actually for <laughs> for once in a while. Um, I guess what I noticed most is they were they were very energetic for. Probably the first time in a long time, they were on the dugout. They were kind of like they were dancing, they were high fiving, they were they were doing trust falls. They were made a tunnel, uh, you know the famous <laughs> the famous baseball trust. Yeah, fall. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they made a tunnel and they were introducing the players. I mean, they were into it. They were having fun for once. And uh, you know, I talked to Adam Proctor after the game, and he kind of said that it's not a job anymore, and they they're playing with more confidence and they're getting wins. This is a Nebraska team that won the conference last year, right? This is 2017 they won the conference and and Michigan State made them look uh, like like small fry. Yeah, they really did. I was I stayed for a few innings on Sunday and it didn't look so good actually Sunday for a while. Um but no, I mean they they really had a, a good weekend. I mean obviously Saturday with the the smacking as as Noah Gold referred to it as and, and Sunday with a a comeback win. So it's it's impressive winning it's impressive. baseball, and winning baseball not exactly something that that MSU has really been used to throughout the course of the year. No, I mean we've looked at so many uh, stretches of the game of the season so far, and it's been win one, lose three or four. <laughs> I mean, well, there, were, there was a time when what they lost nine in a row. Well, I nine mean, nine in a row is it what, wasn't it, even yeah, it wasn't even that. I mean, like they 
they just they look terrible for for stretch you know, for like stretches multi week stretch and 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 Tino I think it's more maybe this is just a small sample of Michigan State getting hot at the right time but there were still some flashes in there I mean Noah's seen more of it but there's definitely moments that you can take out of that series against Nebraska and say well this team could contend in the Big Ten after all I think it's more than flashes because you know going back to last season. Um, the, they were they were hitting. This was a really good hitting team. This team pitched well last year. So it's just, I guess, a matter of finding consistency. I would say I wouldn't say it necessarily flashes that they they you know they get it, they lose it. Yeah, there's there's flashes of, of their consistency. I would say I wouldn't say just normal, just regular flashes. There's, their consistency seems to come back at, at times, and and it'll go. But it again, it was an impressive weekend and an impressive. Uh, even midweek game today. So let's take it. Let's take it blow by blow. We'll start off with the uh, the sev- the game on the seventh against Nebraska, I believe. So a t- a s- it's only two games. I think is is the major thing to kind of take away from it. But two games against last year's Big Ten champs, it's a pretty good result, regardless. At a time when Michigan State really needed it. Well, it was two types of wins because there was one, you know, a a dominant win, and one kind of come from behind win where they had to scrap, you know, scrap for that. You know that victory. So two types of wins is you know maybe something that you actually want to see. You can you know you can see what they have in their arsenal. You know they can hit when they need to, or they can come back, which is exactly what we saw last weekend. Is a lot of regressing to the mean maybe at the plate where I mean they they had an awful start at the plate and it kind of carried over to the start of Big Ten play and now maybe a couple of these guys that have heated up in the recent weeks. Chad Roskell is a big guy, a big name that they've uh, had kind of come back to life with a bat there are a bunch of guys who look like they could have pretty solid second halves we joked about it too we said you know it can only go up from here and that's where it's going it's going up so you know a lot of these people are you know a lot of these players are starting to perform kind of like you know the way we're almost accustomed to to seeing them maybe not accustomed but prior performance would maybe suggest that not all this not every single guy on this team is a 200 hitter right there may be something closer to in between the the pitching though it was pretty solid in both games i mean on, only it, it makes it makes a bit of a difference when on saturday your offense puts up double digit runs behind you but two pretty solid performances from from guys who have been up and down at times this year but in, in mason Earl's case on sunday a guy who we've come to expect this from at this point yeah Earl looks pretty solid i mean three runs but like it's against a really good really good nebraska offense i mean they had uh we got. I want to touch on Scott Schreiber uh, hitting four thirteen after that game. Hit a home run, which was I think his eleventh, and drove in his thirty something at RBI. That's, was, that's video hitting, game numbers. He was hitting seven fifty on the week. That's. I mean, put that into perspective. That's video game numbers. That's yeah. that's unreal. And he's the guy who has got to be getting draft looks. Oh, for sure. At the next level, for sure. So, yeah, he took home Big Ten Player of the Week. I mean, how could you not? Okay, well, that's that's one side of it, but yes, the 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 whole. I mean, at this point in the season, now with Big Ten play coming up, you're going to have these road trips to places like Indiana, and you've already been to Michigan. We're might be heading to Northwestern in the uh, in the upcoming week here. A, a chance to look at some pretty good talent, some teams that are just as good as Michigan State theoretically on paper. If Michigan State puts in the kind of performances that they have over the last, I'll say week. I mean, some of those performances were pretty solid, even when they were losing games. But 
it's it's a, it's a time where they can try to turn their season around with these with these performances, including the one that we saw this afternoon. Coach Boss preaches it. I mean, step you know, step by step, game by game, and it's it's as cliche as it is. That's what a team like this needs. They need to to kind of claw back into the you know the eight, at least the eight spot in you know the Big Ten. Standings. Well, they need the eight spot, or yeah. else we don't have a podcast for the rest of the summer, <laughs> right? So, I mean, like I said, it's very cliche, but, I mean, I think you can only use cliches with this team right now. And if you're thinking, well, well we might have missed a game somewhere in there, the, the midweek game against Eastern was canceled. So this this, this was kind of, let's put this in a timeline here. Midweek game against Eastern on the 4th, that would have been last Wednesday. Postponed. Weather's awful. Uh, you're going to sense a theme here coming up in just a second. We go to Friday's game against Nebraska. Postponed due to weather. They turn into a doubleheader on Saturday. Oh, well, they get through a game on Saturday, but not without controversy. We'll talk to Ryan Rabinowitz in just a second about all the uh, all the, all the loud loud gesturing and movements and a lot of anger on the part of one one college baseball manager. Did you hear that from the football stadium? I might have. I, th- I think you and I were, like, the press box is, is pretty closed and, and not very open to sound, yeah. as I'm sure you figured well, out. I don't think the fan noise would have been an issue. I think I heard from, it from, from my dorm. From, from the spring game, definitely not... Uh, that, that I think we were trying to confirm it. We never really got an official number from Michigan State's people, maybe for good reasons. But one game gets played on Saturday, and now you're looking at okay, well Sunday looks it's it's okay now. I think originally they had pushed it up, or no, they had just kept that Sunday game the whole day the whole time. Yeah, I, I yeah, it was, I can't it, was, it was always eleven oh five. I can't math. So then they they skip they miss out on a whole game entirely against Nebraska, and maybe say if you win that, I mean. We might look back on this weekend as a, or maybe the whole week as, damn it, if they only would have played those games, maybe Michigan State could be on the, out on the, uh, in, in a better spot in the Big Ten race. It would have been a huge turning point, you know, if they did face that, you know, Nebraska one more time and, you know, or, they or even won. Rutgers the week before. Yeah, I mean these these are games where, I mean, hey, if you if you win them, or even if you, I mean, maybe if you lose them, I don't know if it really makes it that much worse. A situation. I don't know. I think they would probably go off of win percentage more than anything else. But missed opportunities maybe for this team to pick up games in the Big Ten race. Yeah, and just taking a step back, we kind of have to stop looking at you know these non-conference games because the, what's going to get them into postseason play is is these conference this conference play and you know games like Eastern Michigan and. You know Notre Dame today, like it, it doesn't really matter if Eastern gets played or not. You know, and this loss to Notre Dame today doesn't really matter. So, you know, going back to uh, you know what you said about Rutgers, and then back to this Nebraska series, it's it it was a huge turning point. And you know, you win those games and you bounce back against Rutgers. You win the Nebraska series, you sweep it, and those are the things you have to focus in on. Yeah, and I mean, unfortunately for us, maybe. Uh, what do we got next in the schedule? But four straight non-conference games. So I mean, it's it's part of its luck of the draw, but it doesn't mean there's still things you can't take away from those games against non-conference. No, and I wonder if Coach Boss would have rather had a conference team this weekend. Right, maybe I mean, the way they're playing. Why not? I mean, Valpo does come into town. We'll, we'll touch on them towards the end of the show, but we got to take a look at some of these some of these statistics because for a nine and twenty team now. Things are trending in the positive direction. I mean, some of the some of the averages have kind of flat flattened out. Uh, the 
the thing with Antonic, who has been the, the leader in the clubhouse in terms of, of batting average for most of the season, he dipped under 300. But one positive sign of that, uh, all those guys that we probably talked to you about last podcast, and they were under 200, well, at least they're above 200 now. No, I mean, is there, any, is there anyone maybe... It's, I, I always think it's tough when we're going to one game and looking at one game, but you can you can kind of look at some of these stats here. And we we did a couple of, of midweek posts, mid-season posts on on grades for the whole entire, whole team. Were any statistics that kind of stood out to you as as maybe this guy is picking up his play at this time of year? Yeah, Chad Ross Kelly is hitting 279 now, just under 280, and I think what three weeks ago he was barely hitting 100. If I if I remember that right, it was somewhere in there. It was pretty. Um, it was pretty dire. Yeah. So <laughs> you look at that, and that's that's a huge, huge improvement. He's already hit three home runs. Um, that's that's a huge bat in the mini order that that they're kind of they're getting back now. I guess. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. Looking at these averages, I mean, they look normal. I mean, yeah. You know, you more, look more, down, you more go normal, down the maybe <laughs> more normal. Well, yeah. they're not great per se. I mean, they're not you know three fifty. They're not Scott Schreiber numbers here. No. But uh, they look. I mean, they they look like a, a normal team, I guess. They're starting to even out with their opponents, which I guess was the one metric that I would kind of look at here and there. Uh, the on base is still a little bit below the team. The team on base is only three nineteen, which is not that good for an on base percentage. Uh, opponents are hitting are getting on base three forty seven, so thirty four percent of the time point seven. If you're if you're a math person, but Chad Ross Kelly, yeah, four seventy five slugging now. Uh, has definitely looked like the more the Chad Ross Kelly that we've seen over the last two years now. You call him the surprise of, you know, really as of late. And, you know, personally, I think it's Adam Proctor, but there could be a, a case for Chad Ross Kelly because he's. Well, know, why not both? Why not both? I mean, you just look at Ross Kelly's numbers. I mean, they've almost skyrocketed. And I think that DH position really fits him well. You know, you want to keep that bad in the lineup. But you got guys like Proctor and even Lacayo, who's a better defender than Chad Ross Kelly. So you need that bat in the lineup, and it's you know that DH really suits him well. And Zach McGuire is up above 290 now. He's at 291. Another guy who is still struggling with strikeouts, but has managed to he leads the team in an RBI with 15. He's tied for the team leading home runs with three. It's a guy who has has kind of started to deliver on maybe the preseason. I, projections that we had put on him. Yeah, I. Yeah, thank, I, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. Um, no, it's definitely, it definitely. I mean, the whole team, I think, is progressing towards towards the mean. And I mean, you look at how they, I mean, played all weekend. They're hitting balls actually out of the infield, and they're driving it. I mean, like they, they're 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 putting more balls in play, and I think that the whole team itself is getting better. Another guy I want to touch on getting better though is is Bryce Kelly. Uh, he hit three eighteen, I believe, over his last six games. And I think that's a huge bat at the top of the lineup. You can get back if he, if he kind of you know regresses towards where he was last season. We and, we've had problems with with Kelly since the start of the season. I mean, it 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 had looked pretty pretty bad at times considering where he was at last year. He was striking out a ton at the beginning of the season, but you know he hit last in the order today against Notre Dame, which is something to point out because maybe he's he's accustomed to being at the top of the lineup. But if they move him down, they keep him in that nine spot. Maybe it's a little bit more comfortable. Maybe teams kind of just kind of throw fastballs to him. You know what I mean? Maybe they think he's just kind of a kind of a weak hitter, or whatever. Maybe you know, just taking, what the pre- have you. taking pressure off him as well. No, for maybe. sure. And 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 obviously, it's it's not as beneficial when your bottom of the order guys are getting on base in certain situations. It's all it's all situational. 
Yeah. And, and he, he can even serve as a second leadoff hitter. You know, once you get towards the bottom of the lineup, you have Bryce Kelly, then you right up to the top with some of these other guys. So I, I think that putting him in that nine spot might be where boss keeps him um, for a while. And, and guys at the top who have maybe slid back a little bit, I mean, Zach Iverson is still, I think, towards the top of the lineup, down to 240 now. Ryan King has leveled out now to 252. Uh, maybe a couple guys who, I mean, I don't know if the I don't know if the whole rookie, because all right, maybe this is this is a long point that we're gonna try to articulate quickly. The, you know that thing in in the majors where a rookie will come up from from the minors and he'll do really well for his first two three starts. Once he hits that wall, maybe at this point it's just a matter of of Ryan King and uh, and Iverson hitting that wall and maybe taking a step back. I mean, the the, the scouting is so much different in college, but there's still got to be something that they can go off of in that respect. It could be. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're non-existent because they're still doing, you know, what they need to do. You know, Ryan King leads the team in multi-hit games. Um, he's he's up. He's driving in runners. So I don't think that he's, you know, him and Zach Iverson are necessarily doing, you know, doing bad. But it's, uh, you know, not not to where they were at the beginning of the season. They were on a different level, especially for for freshmen. I, I maybe that's. I think that wall is always a good a good barometer for for I mean it's it's a very pronounced effect I think in the majors but in college I think the whole the whole game is just so different I mean it's it's hard to compare Yeah I mean yeah no for sure it's just I I, I mean it's different that's you're right it is different I, I mean that's that's high quality hashtag analysis but there's uh, not I mean there <laughs> Like, There's like, nothing else. Like we can't, we can't, go, we can't go and cite some research study, you know, that, right. that, that, no. that has viable numbers on it. And I'm just now I'm trying to think of comparisons to the major leagues or to even minor leagues, but I, I, I can't. So, I, I mean, like, I, I just I think it would have the re- logically speaking, Maybe I think you have the reverse effect. You have so much more like scouting and analysis even in the minor leagues compared to these guys in high school that it just it doesn't make sense that these guys even come up and, and produce. <laughs> like you mean, such, you mean you mean in the first place? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it Maybe. just. I, think, I mean, you I think, think that the scouting reports would would have been developed on these guys having been top baseball players in the entire world, even uh, at the minor league level. Okay, you're so you're talking about the majors. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I can see it. I I think I, I can't I can't math I can't words. I think it's more. I don't think I don't think we can today. Period. What's the? I just can't right now. I just can't. <laughs> I just can't right now. But. I think the college game, there it's so much more true skill, more than more than getting you know tendency getting the tendencies and this and that. We could talk about tires for a few minutes, probably just because we know play styles and this and that. But if you wanted us to go and sit there and talk about Notre Dame's individual roster, I'm sure Tino, Tino, do you recognize any names in the Notre Dame roster today? There was one guy who transferred that I was expecting to see, um, former teammate of. Marty Bikina and Danny Gleaves. But but to answer your question now. No. So let's talk about Notre Dame a little bit since since Ryan is could be could be anywhere right now. It's okay. We gotta check in on him. We, we we brought him in to talk about Friday and then he did knows? have a hockey game last night. I mean you wonder if he might have <sighs> got hit, you know, checked. Hitting, hitting that a little bit just too hard there? Yeah. Maybe. Uh so Notre Dame jumps out to a six nothing lead midway through the game. We'll we'll kind of Gloss through that. Who, uh, Mike Machma on the mound. Mike Machma got the start. Second U- start of the year. Usually a reliever. 
for for the most part, and then un- rather unfortunately is kind of thrust out there into midweek work and gets hit early, but not too bad. You know, I was interested to see who started this game for Michigan State because I wondered if the game itself and everything surrounding it would get to Coach Boss. It was, you know, broadcasted by ESPNU, national TV. It was an ACC team in Notre Dame. And while Notre Dame isn't, you know, hanging banners, they, you know, they're an ACC team nonetheless. And ACC is always regarded as one of the high, you know, highest, you know, best baseball conferences. So I thought everything around him would get, you know, would get to him. And I thought he might go ahead and start. Uh, you know, I don't know. Might Riley McCauley maybe? Okay, here, you know, I mean, I was. It is. It is a note that we should bring up in Sunday's game. McCauley did come in to pitch late. Was were you were you interested or surprised by that move at all? Yeah, I did. I think I even texted Noah because yeah, I was surprised. We, yeah, we we had a long chat about that. He um, he did not start previously that weekend. No, right because of the game that got the postponed. Friday game that got rained out. Yeah. So that's a. I think that's a smart move though. I, I don't see anything wrong with that move. I like, I like getting him, getting, getting work in for him. I think that was I mean, a smart move. What were they going to do? Go through the whole weekend and not and not pitch him at all? They well, need him. I I think why would they, they put him in that seventeen five game when you know that that's a mock up role? Like they they, I mean that's a role just to get his confidence back and he's up by oh, that. The there are other play, there are other pitchers on the staff though that, I, that I know. need that kind of well, work. Why didn't? <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, Mitch Tyransky pitched four innings in that game. That's ridiculous. That's another thing. That's that why. right now, I'll go ahead and say it right now. You know, <sighs> Coach Boss makes some really good decisions. He's an awesome coach. Three hundred wins at Michigan State. Not taking anything away from that. Oh, no. You do he, not need to pitch. It. You do not need to pitch <laughs> Mitch Tyransky that game for four innings. There's no reason if you're gonna throw him four innings, start him. Hey, if he's in a groove, he's in a groove. Yeah, but what you're groove? up by you're up by double digits. Yeah. Like. If you're in a I, groove, there's no you're in groove. A groove. Like you said, you, there's other guys in this pitching staff, and that guys I can think, I can that think, the I confidence. Can, all I'm gonna say is I can think of I can think of guys that come to mind as as names who I would think can can get more out of a 17-5 game than than Tyransky. I'll agree with you on that. I don't know. I just think. And then you throw you know Jesse Hyken in today, uh, you know in a well at at that point it was it was almost a blowout, but mm-hmm. but still. Oh, uh, but still, you're you're bringing out the but still movement. I love it. I, I, can, I, I can preface some more rants here if you want me to. Well, we don't have to go so ranty about it, but okay, six nothing in the middle of the game, and then was it seven nothing or eight nothing by the time that we got around to the seventh inning? Yeah, yeah. So Magma didn't look, you know, really sharp. He was allowing a lot of base runners. Some errors, you know, really got to him too. I think one of the notable ones was Ryan King. Uh, fielded a grounder, routine grounder to start an inning, and tripped over his own feet and fell flat on his face. But that that happens. I mean, does look for though? that. Look does for it that. Does it happen in college to Michigan State? Players? To Michigan State, okay. it does. Okay, Michigan. State. So look for that on the not top ten plays. But yeah, I mean, it, it, Ooh, might, might it? I might. But the, I mean, it was on ESPNU. Was this was it something that they were talking about in the in the booth for quite a while? I wouldn't say talking about, more laughing about <laughs> um, Zach Fisher. Needless to say, I mean, he called that one an air right away. <laughs> um, I can just imagine that conversation. Uh, yeah, so it was more laughter. But then, uh, the, when you get to round of the home half of the seventh inning, all hope is lost, or is it seven-run seventh inning? I mean, they, they almost cleansed it. 
hope was lost for for the reporters. I mean, Josh Chung, our friend over at the State News, and I were done with our recaps, pretty much putting the ribbon on it. Oh, no. I know. To you, you young reporters out there listening, do not finish your recap in the seventh inning of a Michigan State baseball game because they will post seven runs. I can I can see them it, it happening the reverse way where they'd lose that that seven run lead. Yeah, that's more lead. likely. But yeah, even the <laughs> even the Notre Dame radio guy kind of turned around and goes, "Uh, yeah, your your stuff was done, wasn't it?" You know, like, yeah, he goes, "Yeah, you're probably hitting the edit button now." So, but yeah, so seven runs. It was it was impressive to say the least. Um, Adam Proctor, he's been sidelined recently due to a some shoulder stiffness, and that we didn't know. You know, personal, it, it's only put him out for for a short amount of time. But I thought that he just wasn't getting opportunities. Um, and I don't think he was to begin with, but I think some of that shoulder stiffness had something to do with it, and they were just being really precautionary about it. But anyway, he hit a home run. Um, Crosstown, showdown, classic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, won that home run derby against the Lansing Lugnuts. So we were, we were waiting to see this power out of Adam Proctor. We were waiting to see the... He's a, Bigger guys, very built. We finally saw what he can do um, today. And 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 it wasn't he wasn't the only one who supplied a bit of power. Uh, Ross Kelly is also another name who has been hitting the ball hard and also conveniently out of the park in recent weeks. But he had another one today as well. Granted, he did hit his out to the smallest part of the ballpark, but that one was a no doubter. I mean, we knew it right off the bat. Um, and then we all just kind of looked at at each other and we're like, wow, it's you know, it's eight to seven. And um, yeah, so so Ross Kelly with a big bomb, uh, Proctor as well. It was it was an entertaining seventh inning, but it was just too little, too late. See, that's the weird thing though is is you get in that one run game and you've still got two innings of offense to put it together. What kind of was the difference for Michigan State or for even for Notre Dame in those last couple innings? They were, I mean, they blanked them. I mean, plain and simple. I mean, there was just nothing. It, it you almost wanted to say, "Hey, save that offense for later in the game," but you needed everything you you gave to get back into the game. So, it, it I will say this: the closer for Notre Dame was extremely impressive. You're he, big. You're a big fan of this. This is this is a good piece of information that uh, a couple of people that I, that have read stories about this game did not quite uh, have this this piece of information in the article. Yeah. So I actually overheard this from Notre Dame's radio guy. So credit to him. He didn't, doubles didn't as a get, football. Didn't get his name, did you? Cole, oh, his name, no. <sighs> his name is Cole, Cole Kemet, the uh, Notre Dame closer. He doubles as a football player. So he was at football practice. Get this. He was at football practice at 6.45 in the morning. Traveled with the team, obviously. You know, he's their closer, whatever. He's, he's actually a tight end. Plays tight end. A couple hours, maybe. A couple hours. And by 6.15 that evening, this evening, he closed the game. I mean, he was, he looked really good against the uh, MSU offense. That's got to be lifting, though. That's not actual practice. You you, you got to cut it a little bit of slack. Maybe maybe uh, maybe your buddy from the Notre Dame radio department was uh was Hype, a, hyping it up. Was hyping up just a little bit much, but that that's got to be just lifting. I don't know the Golden Domers. They they work, man. They no, they they'd open that up all the way to the media. Trust me, trust me when I say <laughs> you're laughing at me. But I'm telling you, I don't know. They got a spring game coming up. I mean, maybe it was actual practice. Who knows? But yeah, uh, is he a guy who's getting getting some baseball love from the draft, or maybe some? What, what, year, is, what sure. year is he? I mean, it might be too early to put him on an NFL draft board. But remember the name. Yes, what, what, for sure. Give us that name again. Cole Kemet. 
Kemet. K E M I T. K M E T. Yeah. E T. I wouldn't have been able to pronounce that myself. Two E's. So if you're one looking... E. K M E T. Oh, Kemet. They pronounced it Kemet. That's interesting. So kinda that's like, uh, kind of like Kermit, but with an M. A piece of information. Uh, what in the world? This is uh, this is quickly running off the rails here. So uh, we'll we'll move it on to to some some weekend baseball action against Valparaiso. Uh, any information of, of any note about Valparaiso, Noah? Uh, I mean, they're a struggling team from what I can, is what it, I've seen. Is, from, from what is, Noah can gather. Is it a midweek team who's playing a weekend yeah, series with it, Michigan State? <laughs> a, all right, yeah, it's a week. It's a weekend series against Valpo. Um, I I would assume Riley McCauley starting the first game Friday night. Um, I don't know who's starting for Valpo, but. Um, again, two struggling teams right now, and I think this is a game where, or there's a whole series where you can kind of get your, uh, get your confidence back against, I, I don't know, in my opinion, that's what these non-conference games are for right now. I wonder what we, yeah, I wonder what we would have really made the prediction about, uh, I wonder what our, we would have said on the podcast had it been recorded, uh, last night before this game, before this game against Notre Dame. I mean, yeah. Probably more of the same. We probably would have said loss, though. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting. So... Valparaiso's record, not exactly, should we say, I mean, I don't want to put a bow on it. Oh, go ahead, put a bow on it. Uh, I mean, Valparaiso baseball, not exactly known as a powerhouse, plays in the, oh gosh, I can't even think of the... Horizon. Horizon. Horizon League. Oh, is it? Where, no, didn't they move? You no. See, this is the thing, is the, there's Oakland, there's there's all these teams here. It's a lot going on, and it's very it's very difficult to track which teams are different in basketball versus football, this and that. But Valpo baseball, we'll what's we'll we'll put the bow on it. I think this is a team. Michigan State's got oh okay they've got a game against Milwaukee, uh being being played probably as you're listening to this today. They they're they're in the similar situation to Michigan State. They're nine and eighteen, so so take a couple more games off of Michigan State's record, and you've got a uh, you've got yourself Valparaiso. I mean, I mean, what do you do with that <laughs> with that kind of information when when Michigan State's been playing as poorly as they have this year? Well, you try to go out and win. I mean, the, again, win a, a winnable game, winnable series, I, I should say. Um, it's again, you know, doesn't in the grand scheme of things, I'm sure Boss can couldn't care any less about this series. Obviously, he wants to go out there and win and wants to see some good stuff out of his guys, but it's not going to put you in the postseason. So again, take what you will out of that. Um, Nine and eighteen. It doesn't scream a, a great series to me. Let's take the cursory glance through their through their schedule here. Uh, swept by Alabama to start the year. Law uh, split a split a pair of games with Oklahoma. I don't I don't know how good Oklahoma is at baseball, but I'd have to assume they're they're okay. Probably decent. Yeah. Uh, looking through else, the rest of this. Bradley. They got into. Oh, they're in the valley. They're in the Missouri, yeah. Missouri Valley. Valley. That's okay. what I was just trying to note to Noah. How about I that? I stand corrected. Interesting. So they just got done with the series against Southern Illinois. Ooh, they, oh, the, the Valley on ESPN three is the the um, the TV carrier, if you will. So I mean, we could have probably go back and check in on a, a few other little bit, a little bit of game film potentially. It's just it's just an idea. We'll we'll, we'll put it in the works. You guys seem very receptive to this. No, I'm just looking at. You know, Southern Illinois. My sister went there, so maybe I can uh, get some scouting from her. It's a connection. Yep. It went one and two in, in Carbondale, Illinois. Any, any guys have ever been to Carbondale? You ever been to Carbondale? You might yes, have Yes, for my sister's graduation. Exactly. Don't go there. No? N- not a good area? No. All right. 
No, you you're from Warren. Never mind. I was you, I keep thinking Close. Illinois because you keep saying you want to do Chicago. Stuff. I like I don't Chicago. Understand. I don't. I just like it. I like Chicago. Uh, a, a data point that would have been nice for us to see would would be Western Michigan. They got a game canceled against Western. That was probably when they were having the similar stretch of weather that Michigan State did. Played uh, against Purdue, but Michigan State isn't playing Purdue this year. Lost or Purdue, hasn't played them the last couple years. Lost pretty badly to Ball State. I mean, the wins are. I mean, just like Michigan State, they're they're few and far between. They're sprinkled in there for sure. They're sprinkled, but not 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 against a team that would make it stand up and take notice. No, I think other than maybe the, maybe the one win over uh, over Oklahoma. They have a twenty to six win against Holy Cross. I don't know. Holy Cross. Holy, yeah, it's I know Holy, it's Holy Cross, Cross but yeah. 20, 20 runs in a game is pretty uh, impressive. Michigan no matter State who. put up seventeen. Yeah. I'm, okay. I really wish we would have ran with Benowitz here. He's uh he's letting us down. I'm gonna I'm gonna call him out right now. <laughs> Ryan Rabinowitz calling you out. Just hope he's okay. Might be concerned for his safety right <laughs> Jeez, now. Jeez, <laughs> you guys are taking it to the to the to the wrong. You're taking the wrong way on this. You're you're, you're I don't know. You got the you got your mind in the wrong place. Let's just let's just wish him well and move on. <laughs> Any other opinions on on Valpo before we uh, we jettison off? Nah, I I, I think, mean I think a, we hit it. This, this this series just seems kind of like a a badly timed one, if nothing else. I would say badly timed. Yeah, I mean the way they're playing right now, they got a little bit of momentum. Yeah, and I, you can even build on that. I mean that's what they're gonna try to do. And Noah said it. You know that's why these are put in the schedule. I I I think this is the wrong time to have the series. Not not a good look if you're. Uh, I don't even know who would schedule a game for. Would it be Boss? Be the the one handling most of the scheduling for this team? I would. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Schedule a Big Ten game. Figure it out. Figure it out, Jake Boss. Even though you got your 300th win, congratulations. Uh, had to preface that. I don't know if we... Did we really get into that on, on a podcast that's reached the airwaves yet? I don't think we did. No. All right, so 300 wins for Jake Boss. Congratulations. Excellent work. He's only got whoever knows how much to pass his his father. We would assume he has. We'll get the research department on that. The research department will get in on it. Uh, we'll get back to you on it. But uh, fan interference. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the listeners a warning track out here. Whether it be Ryan Cole, or or, or other in, involved members of Impact, or the or the college baseball listening community, of which I'm sure there are hundreds and thousands of listeners waiting to listen to the next episode of Warning Track. I would be if I was a casual observer. I'm gonna call you out. Give us some questions. Hashtag fan interference at wdbm underscore sports. That's where you can find all of our content. It's where Tino Abarca wonders aloud the the possibilities of of Connor Hayward and his his six foot build, as I think was 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 referenced in the post. Cole Kemet isn't the only one doubling for baseball and football here. I do the same. Some football coverage, some baseball oh coverage. Oh my goodness Oof. gracious! Oof. That, that's that's a little bit strong statement. We'll, we'll have to figure out what happens come fall. There might be might be some moving pieces around here around Impact. That's what we're hoping for. We we just said goodbye to uh to one of our own. Zach Swiseki off the producer off, is Zach Swiseki off the Where football beat. Warning track producer might be somewhere out there looking somewhere for you, looking looking for you Zach. But I think that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Warning Track uh, at Kyle Tyler Turk Five on the social media. There are multiple social media channels. Uh, Tino Abarca is is usually Abarca O Four. What's your What's your Instagram? Is it Is it Tino Abarca? Abarca Tino Four. Wow, sticking with the four. Switching. Riveting. <laughs> Switching it up. Uh. Riveting. Noah Goad's at Noah G four two three. Find me on Instagram at Noah Goad. 
Wow. That's it. Different 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 branding. You guys gotta synchronize your branding. I think that's I think that's maybe one of the, the main reasons why uh, none of us have blown up as a as a major sports reporter yet. <laughs> See, I tr- I tried to get the Noah Goad, just straight Noah Goad Twitter handle, and it's taken by somebody <sighs> who has like no no avatar or hardly any posts. If we had half hour maybe, if we had another half hour of the show to do, we'd we'd get into why I can't just take Kyle Turk from Twitter. It's uh if I want to hear this, so we'll save it for next week, maybe, because I, I do want to hear this. I story. think just very quickly as a teaser, if you're out there, Kyle Turkowski, and you're listening to this show, you, get in contact with me. F- figure me, find me. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it, it, it has really become too much. That's all I'll say. Morning Track Podcast, you've been listening to us here. You can find all of our work at impact89fm.org/sports. Uh, very timely uh, game recap. I was almost going to call it a match recap, a baseball match from from Tino today. Uh, some excellent pictures from Noah. Uh, some valuable, valuable, valuable oversight from me. We have spring grades to push out in the middle of the semester. Hope yours is going as well as Michigan State seems to be turning towards. Yes, we're it's it's in the right direction. Maybe not completely there yet, but uh, it, it's almost as if. They sat down, they had a, maybe a 1.5 or a 2.0 at the middle of the semester. Their, their, their teacher had sent them some uh, some grades and they said, this has got to improve. And now the fruits of the labor might just be there for everyone to see. How, how, how beautiful and flowery is that? Is that good? Fantastic. I got a 2.5, man. Maybe a 2.5. Warning Track Podcast. You've been listening to it. It's now gone from your ears. Have a good one.